Hello, everybody, and welcome back to another episode of Watching the Boxes Fantasy Basketball Podcast, hosted by hashtag basketball.com, your home for the very best fancy tools and analysis on the entirety of the internet. Go to any web browser and type in hashtag basketball.com, and then you will arrive at that site, and then you can use the tools and the analysis on the site. So go there, hashtag basketball.com. That's how the internet works. I am your host, Mike Katrin, and joining me, as always, is my co-host, Tyler P. Watts. What's up, Tyler? Michael, what a what a day. It's I can't believe it's already week three, Tyler. It is here, going fast. I'll give you that. Here we are. Um, the game of the century um, did have a dis- – Knicks versus Bulls did have a disappointing finish, but – it is fun that basketball is fun for the Chicago Bulls. Like that, I'm, I'm. Uh, they turned around and beat the the Utah Jazz like right afterwards. Like it's, it's already a very weird year to have a, a good team in Chicago. It's uh, baffling me. Don't know what to do with it. Well, and it was a, it was a good and bad week for Chicago, right? They lost Pat Will, but they um, they won a game against the Jazz. That I mean, I, I'm assuming they were big underdogs in. I don't know that. Um, so, yeah, yeah. Was, it was, was. Are you worried about their depth? I mean, they already just lost another player, but yeah. and they're not a deep team to begin with. No, they are not. I think that is. Let's just like get right into it because there is already some shifting, some injuries, some people sitting out, some games, and let's just talk about how to deal with each one of those. And let's start with Pat Will. Um, Pat Williams really, really just actually could be really bad. Uh, the type of uh, like shattered his wrist and the type of injury could have ling- like long-term, like lifelong effects, which is like, hopefully not. Hopefully they have the best doctors. I assume they do. It's the, one of the uh, you know, finest cities in the world. Uh, Pat Williams, hopefully all the best. Um, yeah. Alice Caruso has been, you know, absurdly good at streaming for steals. Um, so much so where he's like borderline worth owning. I kind of thought maybe with Cody White, uh, Kobe White getting getting healthy, that you know he would uh, Caruso would kind of um, fall into like you know a le- less of a, a minute role here. Now with Pat Will gone, I, I still think Alex Caruso is the guy coming off the bench with the with the most minutes here. Um, they did go with Derek Jones. Um, and I don't know, Derek Jones Jr., all these other guys, all the guys that are going to have to like fit in here for, um, for our guy, Pat Will, like, I don't, I don't see any of them doing anything significant. Pat Will wasn't doing anything fantasy relevant wise significant other than Caruso steals. I just don't see any of anyone just sliding into that spot, getting 30 minutes a game. Like Derek Jones Jr. will play. Troy Brown Jr. will play a little bit. Io has been playing a lot of minutes, uh, and then Kobe White comes back. Uh, I'm surprised Alize Johnson didn't didn't get some minutes uh, with with Pat Will out. So even though all those players, unless you're in a deep league, maybe I'd pick up Derek Jones. But other than that, I, I just it's it's not it's not looking great that they're that, that they're so thin when it comes to the bench. Yeah, I think they're going to be a team with four guys you want to own in fantasy, and Caruso is probably more of a stream, and then that's about it. Yeah, I don't think it changes the the tone there. I would keep, just keep an eye on the situation. Maybe someone kind of wins out and starts playing 
26, 28, 30 minutes a game uh, just because they are the, the person that's going to be the go-to person. Like um, I, I think Javante Green is someone I, I, I has some pretty good skill. Um, Javante Green, yeah, Javante Green got the start. You know, he played 22 minutes, but, you know, that's he only played 22 minutes. So, and he's not a, he's not a, he's not a four, you know, he's, he's a guard. So uh, that will be, it'll be interesting what happens there, but Javante Green is the guy I keep an eye on here. Yeah, I'm with there. Speaking of injuries, uh, Drew Holiday out with a left ankle. Uh, he's expected to be out for another week or so. Um, it didn't really come across the wire as like, oh, he's going to be out. It was just like, oh, questionable out. Now he's been out multiple games. Um, are you worried about are you worried about Drew Holiday there in Milwaukee? And are you are you favoring anyone on this team um, while he's out? Well, he heard that on opening night, right? Then came back, played a game or two. Yeah. And then yeah, so that's probably not good. Um, and the Bucks have been really banged up, right? Brook Lopez missed a couple games, and um, they've just been down a lot of starters. So yep. Has not been pretty for the Bucs. Um, they lost a couple games that well, no one expected them to. And on Sunday night, they're playing the Jazz, which could be another loss. Um, I don't know. Do you really want anyone on the box that's not Chris Middleton or Giannis or Drew Holiday right now? Like, I mean, I feel like I, feel I don't like know. Grayson Allen in, uh, in man, in I'm not falling for that again. Starting minutes is potentially worth a stream. I'm not picking him up just because he's a you know. Out of um, out of pure um, respect for the, the game of basketball, I'm not picking putting him on one of my teams, but like I don't know, Pat Connington is someone who could be effective if Bobby Bobby Portis kind of gets back into the swing of things. Maybe he'll start playing closer to 30 minutes because they just need somebody out there. Um, I think you know Bobby Portis can be relevant in fantasy leagues, so that's probably the guy I, I I'm keeping an eye on here. But he's still on a minutes restriction. Yeah, true. And that's what I mean. Like, I'm not sure that I want, I want that. Yeah, no, I don't think I'm putting any of these guys in my roster. I guess if I'm in a bigger, deeper league, I, I am putting Grayson Allen on a roster. He's hitting some threes. He's getting some rebounds. Uh, perfectly adequate for, I would say, a, a, a deeper league. And the longer Drew Holiday's out, the more his role will, you know, stay around that 30 minutes per game. I mean, he was really playing 30 minutes a game with Drew Holiday in. Yeah, I just think it's good. The production there is going to be inconsistent. You know what I mean? Yeah. You don't like Drew, uh, George Hill at all? Mm, not really. <laughs> I mean, I, <laughs> I just think George Hill has tricked us both in the last couple of years, right? Like, it's just probably not, not there. Yeah, I just don't know what he's like even getting that. He's getting the opportunity to play, and it's just like, you know, pretty standard, like standard league wise. Just, you know, there's some steals there, there's a few assists, but it's nothing spectacular. Like, it's nothing to uh, waste a, a bench spot on. So I think they're just, we're just going to have to wait and see how long Drew Holiday is out, but I don't think there's any plays there. So, uh, same with Malcolm Brogdon. If you haven't picked up uh, Chris Duarte, you, you should. Um, like that, I just feel like that's a no brainer, right? And, uh, Malcolm Brogdon been out, might be out for a few more games. Um, this team's still banged up. TJ Warren's still out for a while. Um, but luckily cases are one and six too. I don't know yeah. that I saw that coming. No, I know they've not been playing well. No, I don't think I saw that coming either. I think they're better than, uh, they've lost like a ton of just 
tight, tight games, but yeah. Um, I think they're better than their record for sure. Uh, but Karis LeVert's back and that's really great news. Uh, he's on a minutes restriction, uh, only played 15 minutes, but had 15 points in 15 minutes. Uh, if Karis LeVert is out on your waiver wire, I think you got to pick him up, right? Yeah. The question is, do you pick up McConnell if he's out there? Yeah. I think you have have to just assist and steal. He's not going to score, but he's going to be good. Yeah. I think in this particular case with Brogdon out, if you see Brogdon continues to be out, I think it's worth just shoving TJ McConnell on your team for the week, ride out those assists, win a category, um, and then move on, you know, just, you know, you could probably move on from him once uh, Malcolm Brogdon is back, especially if you got Malcolm Brogdon, in your IR spot, you know, go, go with that backup. This is one of the few times it's harder and harder. And I think in the NBA to have this like one-to-one type of ratio where one guy gets hurt and another guy comes in. Usually it's like by committee or the guys who comes in, he's not just, just not a fancy valuable player, but TJ McConnell in 30 plus minutes of game is going to get you really, really nice assists. And uh, I think that's worth, worth rostering for sure. Yeah, and I mean the steals and the assists are, are really all you're gonna get. Like if he scores ten points on a given night, you're probably doing good for yourself. Yeah, yeah. If he happens to score, good, good job. If he happens to get a few rebounds, great. That's even better. But the you're gonna win that assist category if you can get him for a full week or so. Um, but yeah, Chris Duarte I, it has picked up a little bit of the playmaking there in Indiana, which is nice. Um, should not be on a waiver wire. Period. Yeah, a lot, a lot more shooting and a lot more playmaking than I thought he was going to do. So uh, props to him. He's having a real good year, and he looks like a, uh, a steal in that draft. I mean, he's an older guy, and that's why a lot of teams passed on him, but he's looking real good. Yeah, we uh, we called that out in week one to go pick him up. So if you are late, you are late. Um, if he's still out there, you're lucky. Go get him. Um, speaking of rookies, um, Scott Scotty Barnes is incredibly impressive. This rookie class – um, we, we had good vibes on this rookie class. I think we um, thought quite, quite a few of them could be in the top. Um, I think top 100, though, I don't know. Uh, I think we were, you know, depending on their playing time, depending on what they were going to do. We like Suggs. I still like Suggs. Um, but I think Scotty Barnes coming out and playing this well is, uh, I think it's shocking everybody, probably outside of uh, – the, the front office in Toronto who uh, basically went and got him. What, what are we doing with Scotty Barnes as Pascal Siakam comes as uh, approaches return here in the next, like, I don't know, like what is it three or four weeks? Uh, Pascal Siakam should be back. Yeah, but why are they not going to play Barnes? Like, I, yeah. I don't know. I just don't see this team and they're four and three. I guess you could say that. Um, isn't aren't they going to play Barnes though? Like, and just not play Gary Trent, and they're going to take minutes from Boucher and Ken Birch and all that, and that's kind of where it's going to land. Yeah, I think my question is: Is there room, right? You know, is there room uh, to get Scotty Barnes the minutes he's currently getting? Um, when you bring back uh, Pascal Siakam. Sorry, what was the question? You cut out there for a second. Well, I was saying, is, is there room? Is there room in the rotation for Scotty Barnes to continue to play this many minutes and continue to get the usage? Oh, sure. Because, um, I mean, Kevin Burst plays, is playing how many? I mean, Precious Chichu is playing how many? Gary Trent's playing how many? Like, they're just going to take those minutes and put them in there, right? Do you think that Pascal is going to be 
like slotted over into the five. I don't know if he's big enough. Uh, Precious Achua is playing it. Well, yeah, but I'm saying when Pascal Siakam comes back. Yeah, but like, isn't Siakam just as big as Precious Achua? That's yeah, that's kind of what I'm saying. Is is does he <laughs> slide in there for Achua? Is Achua's minutes start going down here? I don't know about that. I think I think it's going to be a little bit like I think we're just going to kind of split the baby with a lot. They're going to run a lot of different lineups, and I mean to me, like they're guys that they're trying to build around are Van Fleet, Barnes, and a No B Siakam. So like you're going to play those four, and then you're going to figure out the rest. Yeah, I think chances are, uh, like you're saying, Boucher is not really has plenty of opportunity to be playing here, and um, is not. Uh, Precious Achua start out the season playing quite a few minutes but it it does seem that his minutes seem to be sneaking sneaking towards uh 15 minutes a game instead of 30 minutes a game and i think probably droppable at this point after the last two games i know they played orlando and indiana but you would think orlando and Indiana he would still play a decent amount i don't think he was too much in foul trouble looking at uh, what he did here so yeah, I don't know. Uh, Precious Achua, is is he standard league relevant, at, you know, in going into week three? It's probably the life of a young big man, right? Like, there's going to be nights where he just doesn't – he doesn't get the minutes. He doesn't have it. He makes a boneheaded play that gets him benched. Like, um, I would still hold him at this point, until at least until Siakam comes back. But, I mean, if he has a couple more bad games, I could see Cotton him. Yeah, I'm a, I'm a little worried. Um, I'm a little worried about his, um, and which really sucks because I was uh, rolling with uh, Precious Achua's double doubles, uh, getting getting paid on that on that line every uh, every other game or so. And um, yeah, I don't think he's long for the starting role. Like even if he starts, he's you know 16 minutes is not a starting role, even if you you know start the game. So I'm thinking. Kim Birch will probably see a little bit more of him and then we'll probably get into Pascal Siakam time. Pascal Siakam will come in and take, like you're saying, take a lot of those minutes, but Scotty Barn, 34 minutes a game seem like, I don't know. seems like he's like the best scorer on the team. Like for some, I, it's kind of weird, right? Like OG and Anobi kind of started like taking over this team. And then like the next year, Scotty Barn starts taking over this team. Like it's really, I don't know what to make of Toronto. That's a, a plethora of riches there. Uh, yeah, I guess that's the the advantage of just like drafting a lot of similar guys is that you can kind of do a lot of similar things with them. <laughs> like yeah. Scotty Barnes and Anobi Siakam, they're all kind of similar players with similar builds and similar body types. And so, um, yeah, I guess you can just kind of make them interchangeable. And there's a lot, a lot of like of us like about that team and they're young and they're up and coming and, and we'll see, see how it goes. Yeah. Um, definitely pay attention to Toronto. I think they're one of my teams to, uh, especially that Scotty Barnes thing. I think he's going to be great. If you think if you're, this is one of the, might be one of those situations where you, uh, uh, we talk about this a lot where it's like, you don't want to, you want to buy low and you want to sell high, but sometimes you want to buy at the market rate, which is seems high, but is in fact a good buy. So like Scotty Barnes to me, feels like, Someone's going to go, yeah, he's a rookie. He'll probably come back down to earth. Um, you know, I'm going to sell high on this guy. But if you can kind of make a what the that person would think a lateral move is, maybe like, um, and I don't know, like what would you say, like a fifth or fourth round player for Scotty Barnes? I think Scotty Barnes is a fifth or fourth round player with a, some really significant upside here. So 
Um, I don't know. I would be, it would be to me, you might be tricking somebody to think that they are selling high, but in fact, you're just getting a, a solid deal. Yeah. I mean, that's all possible. And it just depends too. Cause I feel like with rookies, like I, I have such a hard time gauging what other people are going to want for them. Like in some of my leagues, like people want, Oh, Scotty Barnes doing good. I want a second round player. It's like, well, no, no. Yeah. <laughs> um, so it just, just, that's absurd. But you know, like a fifth round player, even and then you go, Hey, you know, pa- Pascal Siakam's coming back. Uh, you know, like maybe the, you think his value is going to dip. Uh, and I don't, I don't think we do. So like, you know, you, you see if you can slide, kind of a one-for-one, kind of what seems like a semi-even trade, and then you end up with a better player. Yeah, for sure. Speaking of injuries, there's so many injuries, Tyler, uh, but they're all like small, nagging injuries other than Pat Williams. Um, Mike Connolly just found out, um, well, I found out, Mike Connolly probably already knew, that he's not going to be playing very many back-to-backs this year due to knee injury maintenance. And so... Um, that is something is that is news to me and also something that makes me a little concerned because I think I read somewhere Mike Connolly has about 16 or 17 back-to-backs this season. Uh, and that could kind of, that could kind of matter. I think this kind of hurts Mike Connolly's value here. Um, but what do you do in this situation? You know, do you, do you trade him out? Um, or do you just kind of hopefully you know see if mike Connolly kind of gets hot which he's been playing fairly decent for mike Connolly uh, at, at the at the current moment uh see if he gets hot and then trade him out like like i feel like right now i'm looking to get rid of mike Connolly at the best uh, possible time it's fair i just don't know that you're gonna be able to sell him for much like is it mike Connolly still a top probably 100 player if he misses all that time like yeah, for sure. And so if you're selling him for super low or just dropping him, like don't drop him, just keep him. No. He's good. He's not um, worth dropping. He's certainly not worth dropping. But yeah, if you could get an all 70, 80 ranked player, like I'd probably make that move. Yeah. Um, I think, yeah, just the consistency of another player who's in that space, right? Like, uh, I don't know. Like, would you trade him for Karis Levert? I'd rather have Karis Levert, yeah. Let's let's play let's play the game, Tyler. Who who would you trade for Mike Conley? Who would let's, I trade for Mike Conley? Well, that's a good. Let's question. see. I'm, I'm gonna throw. I'll throw out a few names. Let me pull up me my stats here. Let me see what I'm, what we got working with here. Um, Mike Conley or Derek White. Probably go for Derek White, but I don't feel good about it. Mike Connolly or Ricky Rubio? Uh, how much does Rubio play if they're if, boy. if they're both healthy? That's the question. I'd probably go with Connolly there just because I don't think Rubio is going to get a ton of ton of minutes. Yeah, I think I'd go Connolly there as well. Uh, Mike Connolly or Buddy Heald? Very different players. Buddy Heald just drilling all the threes. Um, they were talking today about uh, apparently Luke Walton told Buddy Heald he wants him to shoot 15 threes a game. Just, just yeah, let's insane. go. Let's, let's uh, do it. Why not? Let's go. Uh, yeah. Anyways, uh, my buddy healed. I'd probably uh, rather have uh, buddy healed, but uh, it would depend. Like, if I need points and threes, obviously. But then, like, if I don't, if I'm yeah. not caring too much about those categories, then obviously it's Mike Conley. Let me ask you about a point guard who's almost ranked in the top fifty. Okay. Uh, one, Mr. Cole Anthony 
currently ranked 54th. Yeah. Um, playing well. Would you rather have him or Mr. Mike Conley? Ooh, rest of year. I'd actually say it's a little tight. Um, I fully, ex- I don't know. I don't think I'm fully convinced about Cole Anthony at this time. Cole Anthony is playing incredibly well. Um, definitely sent out last week. Go pick him up. Go put him on your roster. Should be on all rosters. I, I, am I picking him up? Yes, absolutely am. Do I expect to drop him uh, by the end of the year? Probably. Like, I don't, I don't know if he's someone like last year, he definitely like flirted with this, uh, you know, being standard league relevant, but he flirted with being, you know, okay. Like he flirted with being good, not great. I just, Mike, Mike Connolly just feels like he's going to, uh, the best case scenario is Mike Connolly gets a few more assists and steals than him and does about the same thing or maybe a little less scoring than Cole Anthony. I just feel like they need some, the Magic needs someone to score so much that I feel like Cole Anthony probably has decent value for the rest of the season just because they, they need him, man. They need somebody. Yeah, that feels like the that feels like the right fair, like a fair trade, in my opinion. Like I, I think it could go either way. I just think if Cole Anthony gets, you know, on a cold streak, Conley's oh, there's gonna definitely be some worked. real ugly Cole Anthony games for sure. Yes. There's gonna be some there's some ugly Mike Conley games at this version of Mike Conley. That's also true. Mike Conley does put up some ugly, ugly games sometimes. So yeah, I think you know, I'm looking to get rid of Mike Conley personally. Uh, just for for whatever whatever feels right in that in that space with your uh, like I don't know if I would go like Josh Giddy like I don't know if I would do that and Josh Giddy looks good he does look good yeah maybe yeah. I would I think I would do Josh Giddy I'd probably do Chris Duarte the Thunder team is just strange though yes just strange strange. It is a very, very weird one. Um, the Kyle Kuzma experiment continues. Kyle Kuzma, um, I just want to let the record show because I just found this out. I'm just I'm, I'm looking directly at the stats here. Kyle Kuzma played 48 minutes <laughs> against Boston. Oh yeah, that was an overtime. That was an overtime. It was an over double overtimer. It was a double overtime game, but like he, he put in forty eight minutes. Like pretty. I, I guess you know Jalen Brown put in forty seven. Like it's not that crazy, but like I don't think I would have ever seen. I can't believe I've seen the day where Kyle Kuzma played forty eight minutes and his rebounds are still absurd. He's playing well. The whole Wizards team's playing well. I mean, they've got a lot of. A lot more fantasy options than we expected him to, right? Like Dooney's yeah. in the top fifty. Um, Montres Harrell is is way up there. Kuzma's playing well, so um, and they've been good. They've been good so far, just as a team in general. Yeah, if anything, Bradley Beal's been the most, I guess, quote unquote, disappointing. Which I wouldn't really call him disappointing whatsoever. So but. here's the question, and maybe this is a whole fantasy wide thing, right? Like the shooting percentages are down across the board. True. Um, Dame, the, the the field goal, the free throw ordeal with Harden, Dame, Curry, et Trey, etc. So, are you blaming this on the new ball? Or just a slow start to the season after 
basically two years and a year, a year yeah. of actual time. I mean, and do we think it picks up? Because if, if you're saying this is a fatigue issue, it's not, it's not going to get better. Yeah, it's only going to get worse, right? It's not coming back. Whereas like, if you're just saying this is the new ball, everyone's adjusting to this new ball. Okay, that's probably going to get better, right? It's too early to claim, I think, any real trend, right? I don't, uh, I'm sorry, but like Dame Lillard is going to be fine. Like Dame Lillard is, I don't think he's tired. I don't think he's going to like just have like the worst shooting year of his career. I think Dame Lillard is going to be absolutely insane for a better part of the year. How, how these guys either like rest or get in shape or get themselves in a place where they're back to normal. They do it every year, even though, like you're saying, we have had this weird two seasons in one year space. Um, it does seem to be targeting guys who were in playoff series. So that does, you know, helps the argument that it could be fatigue. I don't think I'm, I don't think I'm worried about it because I just, I think these guys figure it out. Like these guys, Harden's going to figure out how to score without flopping into uh, imaginary ghost defenders and throwing the ball out of bounds. He's going to figure that out. Like these guys are going to figure out how to score without, uh, you know, with with the rule changes, they're going to figure out their shot. They're going to get back. They're going to get their legs under them. I'm not too worried about it. Yeah, me neither. I think a lot of it's the ball more than anything. It's just the question is how long and, and what does that do at the bottom line, right? Like, because even if you're Dame Lillard and you go back to shooting 40% from three, like, you've already banked a lot of bad. Yeah. And so um, some of these guys that are shooting better, like, are going to maybe pass some of these guys that aren't shooting good um, at the end of the year. And, yeah, it's just a crazy amount of guys shooting, like, under 40% too, like, Harden shooting under 40. <laughs> Bradley Beal shooting under 40, like, Lamelo Ball shooting under forty, like Donovan Mitchell shooting under forty, it's just so many guys, and so yeah. um, it's definitely a league wide thing. And, and I think it's the ball, just like a lot of shooters are just not shooting that well, and they're just still adjusting to the feel of the ball and all that. Well, even so, De'Aaron Fox, not I mean, he's more of a finisher at the rim. De'Aaron Fox is shooting like thirty seven percent. Yeah. So Jason you know. Tatum shooting exactly forty. And yeah. So talking about like a lot of the best scorers in the league are not shooting the ball well. Well, number one, you can't, you cannot sell low, but for all you who don't roster those players, uh, now's the time to buy low, Uh, especially for someone like, you know, De'Aaron Fox, uh, Jason Tatum, any of those guys at the near the top, right? Um, You have Ja Morant's incredible start, like absurd start. You have um, uh, quite a few guys, actually. Let me go to the hashtag basketball.com current rankings uh you know you got current that at the top of the league but al horford john morant cj mccollum crazy starts mile bridges crazy starts i'd rather have jason tatum than john morant or al horford or miles bridges or lebron james yeah, I think what you do is like guys like John Brandt, you try to trade them for a second or third round player. I think yeah. guys like Miles Bridges, you do the same. But if it's a guy like Al Horford, I don't do you trade Al Horford? You probably can't get anything worthwhile. Like you're not gonna get Jonas Valanciunas for Al Horford. You're not gonna get right. That's what I'm saying. Hol- so Rashad I, Holmes. I think Al Horford's value to you is higher than the value of the market. 
So you just hold out Horford. Yeah. And I, I would even, I feel that same way about like Harrison Barnes. Like you're probably not going to get anything. Like you're not going to get Julius Randle for Harrison Barnes. No. So you're you just prob- hold him. Yeah. You're probably going to get Montrez Harrell for uh, Harrison Barnes. And that's, I don't want that. I'd rather have Harrison Barnes. Yeah. Oh yeah. I'm with you on that. Um, same thing with like Miles Bridges. Like if I'm not getting like a third round player for Miles Bridges, I'm not trading him. Like I, I, I don't want, I'm not moving, you know, laterally. I'm not good. I don't want Christian Wood. I want Miles Bridges. How about Rashawn right. Holmes? Do you want Rashawn Holmes? For Miles Bridges? Maybe. Yeah, yeah I, maybe. I think so. Rashawn Holmes looks pretty good. That'd yes. be a, that'd be a good trip. I think that's, that's the type of guy that I you know, yeah. that I may be looking for if I've got Miles Bridges. Um, yeah. Uh, Dejounte Murray, same. I think is in the same league where it's like he's playing incredibly well, but like his role isn't going anywhere. Yeah, for sure. Yeah, like his percentages are actually pretty bad. He could score more. <laughs> yeah, I'm with you on that. A lot of guys' percentages are really bad. I know. I'm looking through this list. Like Chris Paul is shooting 43, and, and somehow Draymond Green is shooting 58.9 percent. What a world we live in. Yeah. Who would have thought? Shout out Draymond Green. Tobias Harris is shooting 55 percent. He's doing his thing. Seth Curry shooting 61. That's pretty good, from what I've heard. I've heard that's pretty good. John Collins, 63. Mo Bamba. What do you think about the Mo? We talked about, I think we talked about this last time, but I, you know, I think Mo Bamba's here to stay, Tyler. I'm still, I'm going to stand on that. I'm going to keep standing there and I, saying Mo Bamba's here to stay. They have no reason not to play him. So I don't know that he's here to stay as a top. I mean, what is he like in the top 40? But he's probably here as a standard league guy that's going to stay. Yeah. I think he has to be. Um, Let's look ahead at week three, Tyler. Uh, I like to go out to hashtag basketball.com's advanced NBA schedule grid. My One of my favorite tools on hashtag basketball.com, easily the best uh, calendar in the fantasy basketball game. Take a look at my week. And we're looking at like, you know, the I think feel like the league has really figured it out. This week looks like the most basic week ever. You got a lot of games on Monday, Wednesday, and Friday, and you got some games on Sunday. Uh, you know, you got your primetime Tuesday and Thursday days, your light days. Saturday's also a light day. Um, some intriguing back-to-backs. Uh, most teams are playing four games, uh, but a handful of teams are playing three. Uh, and, you know, you got the Kings with a good Tuesday, Wednesday back-to-back. Um, you got the Mavs with a nice Tuesday, Wednesday back to back as well. Um, but I think the key here is like a Thursday, Saturday, like the Utah jazz got a Thursday, Saturday, Houston Rockets, Boston Celtics, Atlanta Hawks. Is there anyone out there, um, on the waiver wire that you are, you're kind of looking for week three as a nice stream, either for weekly or daily players? Well, I think you nailed the two teams, the two teams. If you were to pick up someone from, just one player from some team this week, it would be either the jazz or the rockets. They both play four times. They play on the three lightest scheduled days. Um, they also have that back-to-back on Sunday, which is the next lightest scheduled day. Um, so it's a Saturday, Sunday, back-to-back uh, for them. So uh, you could maybe take advantage of Mike Connolly not playing, right? Like Joe Ingles on 56% of leagues. He could be good. Yep. Um, I saw on white side, get you some blocks. Royce O'Neal, maybe a guy you just throw in there. He's not performing fantastically this season but give you a little bit of something something 
Um, so there's probably the guys from Utah that you're, you're looking at if you're looking for streamers. And then for the Rockets, I mean, they've got not a lot of guys super, super owned. You could go for someone like Sengun, who's getting you some, some good steals and, and potentially some good blocks. Um, if you need rebounds, you go for Daniel Tice. Uh, Eric Gordon has been playing pretty darn good. That's a guy I'd probably stream. Yeah, Eric Gordon's not bad. And, you know, I think he's got to have to pick up that role there. Yeah, they just need someone who can score. Like Jalen Green's going to get there, but they need someone else who can just get some buckets. Like, and Eric Gordon's just a guy who can do that, right? Yeah, definitely. He can. He can give you enough stats to make him worth, you know, taking off the waiver wire, letting him ride for a few games. Uh, Sunday into Week Four, you got the Hornets, Knicks, Kings, Nets, and the Warriors. You know, Warriors and Nets, not a lot of, you know, you get your Joe Harris's or whatever, but not a lot of good streaming opportunities, I think, with those teams. But the Kings um, and the Hornets, I think, you know, you can get your P.J. Washingtons. You can, you can find, um, you know, some of the Kings. Do you think Kelly players. Oubre is less owned than P.J. Washington? That's hard for I, me to believe. I think Kelly Oubre, is, is he less owned than P.J. Washington? Uh, according to Yahoo, P.J. Washington 66%, Kelly Oubre 63 that's weird. Ish Smith is still a good streamer out there too for the Hornets. Like he's assists, yeah. and he's steals. Like uh, so, that's a guy you can maybe stream for Charlotte if it's a deeper league. Yep. So, you know, just looking for somebody. Um, Cody Martin getting a few more minutes on that team as well. This is a very nice streaming team out here. The Knicks. I don't know about the Knicks. The Knicks really don't got a lot to stream. No, um, they don't. You can get Tosh Gibson for the block. Derek Rose is only on at 54% of the league, so maybe he's okay, Rose, yeah. Um, yeah, that's probably the guys you're looking at there for that Sunday, Monday, back-to-back. Is there any player you just want to talk about? Because I've got I got a guy maybe that I just want to want to get your thoughts on. So hmm. well, no, let's uh let's hear it. I let's, I'll talk about any of these guys. Let's 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 end on some let's Mike gets to talk about a player that he he maybe isn't sure about because I don't know that I'm sure about this person. Okay. Yeah, do you want to you want to take a second to look, or do you want me to ask you my person? Uh, is it Marcus Smart? No, but we can talk about Marcus Smart. If let's you want. let's talk about Marcus Smart. What's um, what are we doing with Marcus Smart here? So Marcus, <laughs> well, Marcus Smart has the worst field goal percentage of maybe anybody, right? Yeah, twenty five percent. Uh, which goes to my point where it's just like something's got to give. Like these, it's and they're not going to have like. Dudes like Marcus Smart shooting 25% throughout the year. It's not like he ever breaks 40% anyway, but like he's not like, like he's, is he rosterable shooting that poorly, killing your field goal percentage? Maybe you don't care about field percentage. He's going to kill your That's field goal fine. percentage regardless. Yeah. yeah. He was going to, he was going to do it anyway, but this is like double. Well, here's the much. other thing too that I, but everything I think- else he's doing like he normally does. Well, this is the other thing, too, that we might want to talk about is, like, I think assists are down. I don't know sure. this. I haven't done the math. But I think assists are down because no one's shooting well. And yeah. so Makes is sense. it Marcus Smart just what Marcus Smart always was? Like, if anything, I'm trying to trade for Marcus Smart if I need what Marcus Smart gives you. Good steals, good assists, decent rebounds, half a block, about 13 points. Like, I'd trade for Marcus Smart now, to be honest. Yeah. I, he couldn't be lower in the – um in his value, like you could maybe he might be on your waiver wire. <laughs> oh, Which, I guarantee in some standard leagues he's definitely on the waiver wire. Yeah, he shouldn't be. He shouldn't be on a waiver wire, but um, 
Yeah, I'm in a, I'm in a smaller like a ten team league, and he's on he's on that waiver wire. I think yeah, he, he should be owned. I say, and even there, he probably should be. Like he's a top one thirty player. Yeah, ten team league, thirteen roster spots. Like he's definitely a top one thirty player. If you ask me, he's top one thirty player. I I would I would completely agree with that. So yeah, who's the guy you're thinking of here? Oh, okay. This is the guy that I want to discuss. Now, there's a lot of guys that I would probably discuss with you, Michael. Sure, and that's sure. That's what uh, that's what we do here. That's what we're doing here. But um, the guy that I want to discuss is one Evan Mobley. Okay, that's that is someone I would enjoy, very enjoy discussing. What's my new, question is: Is he hear. a top fifty player as a rookie? Oh boy! Because I am going to vote yes. Well, he's not a top fifty player now. Like this second, he's like not a top fifty player. Uh, so you know that he, that means he's going to need to improve throughout the season. He's almost a top fifty player. Um, dude, he looks really good, man. Like watching him actually play, like it gives you. And I think that's really one of the things if you want to like dive into like that's why i was so into miles bridges last year and i think that's why honestly quite frankly miles bridges having a really good season right is that he just started to look significantly better and like feels like the like the game he was figuring out the game in a way where he was much more valuable than his box score was allowing it to seem mobile already looks like that he already looks like a guy who's like I don't even know if this guy's a center. Like he could be like a giant three. Like he, I don't even I th- know. Where I he think is. that's why the the lineup of him and uh, it's probably how it came and, about, and, right? Right. Yeah, it's working because there's some high there's some hybridness there, right? Like there's a guy who can do a lot of little bit little different things. Yeah, like he can handle the ball. He can pass. Like he's like not not using him in that particular way right now, right? But that is his that is his pathway to you know being a, like a second third round player in the near future is that if they start running some offense through him and allowing him to get his assists up. Could he be a top 50 player this season? I would say yes. Yeah, he could be. I, I just think it would probably be barely. I'm going to vote that he does. I think he looks good. Right. I like what I've seen. I think the blocks are going to go up a little bit. The steals are the big question mark for me. Can he keep it over one? He's at one right now. Can he keep it over one? That's going to be a must, right? Because he's probably only going to score like 14, 15 a game. Probably not. I mean, he's shooting great right now, but he's probably not going to shoot any better. Um, and so the key will be the, the blocks and the seals. What, where can he be at? Yeah, um, this is this to me is like another horizontal trade, right? Where you go, oh yeah, he's a rookie. He'll, like the, you know, if somebody thinks he's gonna fall back to earth, and it's like now, nah, like he's either gonna be this good or better. Like I'm gonna say he doesn't finish in the top fifty, just to be a contrarian. And I, I think he's gonna have to like put a little. Like he's playing so well now, it's gonna take a little. It's gonna take quite a bit more to get into that. It's hard to get into that top fifty. Like you gotta be really. Good, especially with the steals, like you're talking about. The assists need to come up. But, um, like, this is, like, one of those lateral, like, lateral move type of things, right? Like, you know, like, would I would I move um, – let's let's see who's out here. I don't think I would move, like, OG and Anobi for him. That's too too much. 
No, I just think OG Anaerobic's going to be real good this year. Yeah. But I would move someone like, let's see here, who's kind of ranked around him? Yeah, I'm kind of looking like a Miles Turner. I don't uh, maybe. Yeah, because Miles Turner, you probably just got for the blocks. He probably yeah, he's blocks, a specialist. So. It's going to hurt your blocks too much. Tyrese Halliburton? I think I'd rather have Mokley. Let me ask you this. Redrafting that class from last year, who are you taking number one? Are you taking Mobley for fantasy? Barnes? For the career? Um, for, for Dynasty? Yeah, Dynasty. Let's say it's a rookie draft. For some reason, you didn't do it until right now. We have not seen Cade out there. Though I would, I actually think it would be kind of cool to do. Well, Cade did play your, on Saturday night. Cade played. Do your rookie draft like two months into the season. That'd be kind of cool. It'd be fun. Okay. Just let everyone get a look at somebody. Kate did play on Saturday, though. Yeah, Not he a did. Lot, like 15 minutes. Yeah, he's going to be in minutes restriction. I don't think we're going to get a decent idea of who he is. I mean, Mobley's, I think you have to consider Mobley number one in a dynasty league for, for this, this, this. He looks insane. Like, he just doesn't look like a regular center. He doesn't look like a regular player. He looks, looks oh, real good, weird. Like, he looks like a, like a, like a skinny Giannis type of player, but not, but not, not, not that, maybe not that vision. It wasn't Yanni, Giannis, a skinny Giannis type player like yeah. five years ago. <laughs> yeah, I guess that's fair. Um, I would like to see the ball run through more, but yeah, he might be the um, him or I mean, I don't know. Barnes is, I mean, Barnes that's what I mean, Scotty Barnes, absurd. Jalen Green's had some flashes. He's just yeah. real young and a scorer, and that's hard to do. And Kate Cunningham is going to be good too. I just think it's going to be. Has had like a couple like ooh like, you know like kind of like early all the depot games where it's like fourteen seven and eight you know, two steals. You're like, oh okay all right okay. So yeah I don't know we we might finish with quite a few rookies in the top one hundred for sure. But yeah I, I I don't know I think I would not be mad at you if you took Mobley number one overall as as the rookie here in this. Him or Barnes at this point, but um, yeah, I think Mobley's got staying power. Like, I, just, I don't know, man. I, I just, I, 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 there's a difference. There's, I watched Scotty Barnes and he looks great, right? But like, Mobley looks like he's just figuring out that he's great. I'm kind of with you on that. Yeah. So we might, we might do this again. I, I'm having fun with this. So this might be a new segment on the podcast. I ask you about a random player. All right. Let's do that. I like that, Tyler. I think that's it for week three. Uh, obviously, good luck in your in your matchups. If you have any questions for us, you can find us on Twitter. You can find me at Watch the Boxes. You can find Tyler at Tyler P. Watts. Tyler, do you have anything else to plug? Uh, no, not really. I wrote about trades Mavericks should make already. Um, it's too early in the season for that, but it, it felt like it needed to happen. So um, you could probably check that out, um, how they could upgrade their center spot. You could probably just Google that and find it. Um, and yeah, I'll have a mock draft coming this week, which that'll be fun. Oh, nice. Well, if you're not following Tyler at Tyler P. Watts, W-A-T-T-S, he's also writing for the Smoking Cubans. So go check out that site. Um, and if you really like the show, you want to support the show, rate, review us, or follow us on Twitch, twitch.tv slash watching the boxes or patreon.com slash watching the boxes. All of your support, all you listeners are greatly appreciated. We um, we just love the fact that, um, I don't know, it's just really cool to interact with all y'all and uh, we will continue to add ways to do that. So I hope you are, I hope you're feeling good about your team. Like, I feel like if quite frankly, I feel like if you followed some of our advice in the, who do I draft series, I think you are feeling pretty good about your team. Like we were kind of like, man, 
maybe we should move centers up. Maybe uh, Carl Anthony Towns should be like more like the fifth or sixth player instead of where he's fallen to. And I think we were kind of right about that. Baby steps, Michael. Baby steps. Baby steps. Indeed. We'll see you all next um, soon, actually, in a few days for the waiver, uh, hitting that waiver wire, as we always do. And um, follow us on Twitch, twitch.tv slash watching the boxes. We'll be doing something live this week. We'll see you soon. Take it easy, everybody. <laughs>